This is the Life and Soul podcast with me, Emma Forbes. 2020 really was an eventful year. And amidst the madness, we've all had time to reflect on what we most appreciate in life. And although we're still surrounded by uncertainty, it's important to be reminded of what really matters. I'm going to be asking some fabulous guests what makes them tick, asking them what really gives them life and what really feeds their soul. So join me for some nuggets of wisdom, a moment to breathe, and above all, a good old chat over a virtual cup of tea. And I hope that by listening, you'll leave feeling a little brighter about the year ahead. Today, I am joined by a fashion icon I have admired over many years, and I'm totally honored and thrilled to interview today, Dame Zandra Rhodes. It is a joy to look at you, all glorious in pink, which is what I wanted you to be and thought you would be. I'm afraid, though. You are pink, and in lockdown, you have remained in pink, which is what I think everybody wanted to know that you did do. Did you? A lot of the time, I've got lots of nice pink brooches, my hair's pink anyway, and then I various bits of pink, and it happened that this was very easy to put on and be available to you. You look <laughs> glamorous and gorgeous, and it's sort of weird in a way, because yes, in 2019, you celebrated 50 years in the fashion industry, and now we're sort of like heading towards a new year, and the what-ifs and buts and maybes, but... I think the thing that that sort of strikes me most about you is that you've always retained this incredible positivity and you use fashion and colour and design as a real imprint on people's lives. It's it's a real, it's like for you, it's a whole way of life. Every every detail is about that. My life and uh, my work are totally intertwined. They don't really separate from each other. So... (laughs) Well, I think that's good. And what I was very excited about when I knew I was interviewing you today, I saw another word that excites me as much as fashion, which is Ikea. And you're doing a collaboration with Ikea. I mean, what could be better than that? Oh, it's so it's so fabulous. I mean, it was funny. I was I had these wonderful ladies from Sweden on a visit and they visited my apartment. This was maybe three years ago and it was during fashion week and the only time I could entertain them I said oh come for breakfast and they came for breakfast and they were in charge of like the Swedish version of ideal home called Formex and they then said we'd love to reproduce your rainbow apartment in Sweden in land of the white and they they reproduced it and then And then my agent said, well, what would you really like? And I said, I'd just love to design for Ikea. So that's really how it all happened. And it's taken really three years for the introduction and everything happening and going. And at the time when we could still travel, going there with my team, working out, you know, all the things. When you think of Ikea, you don't think necessarily of Zandra Rhodes' rainbow colours. So for them, it's a really exciting step too. Oh, there's all sorts of things we could... Oh, well, first of all, we've done a giant pink bag with frills, you know, like the laundry bag, the, oh, the brilliant bag. Well, we've got a pink one. I mean, it's so exciting. And just do, dealing with all the things that could go into the home and... Yeah. Because my life is pattern, we've been able to do a whole pattern experience that's going to be happening. Because when you started, you were very influenced, weren't you, by by textile designers? One in particular, I know Barbara Brown inspired you to do. Well, she taught me. 
And she taught you as well. Is she your teacher as well? Yeah. Teacher at Medway in, gosh, that would be 1959. Wow. <laughs> Quite a while ago. Just a little, just a little while ago. Not that far away, but but that, and you know, and I think that that to do what I love is is somebody like you is so inspiring. The way you not reinvent yourself, but you keep the wheels going. You do, you don't stand still. You you know you could you could have in 2019 gone, I've done 50 years, I'm now going to sit in my lovely rainbow apartment and just right. admire my work. <laughs> but you're right, it's better, isn't it, to just keep going and do... Oh, and keep, keep going and see what happens. Yes, keep going and see what happens. And you've got an amazing quote that I read as well about how you live your life, about don't don't give up till you've done the best of the best. What, what is that? You say, I oh, want to do better yeah. than the best. Oh, it's my mother's. Good, better, best, never let it rest till your good is better and your better best. I love that. <laughs> that now that's a good, good motto for a mum to teach you. Your mum was in, in fashion in some way, wasn't she? Was she a sort of early inspiration to you? Oh, she was probably really the birth of it all, although I didn't know it as a child. I mean, she'd worked in Paris as a fitter. So she taught at the local art college that I went to, but... I'd had no intention of going into um, going into dress fabrics. I thought I'd just be a textile designer and I'd sell my fabrics. At the time when I was at college, it was a time when everyone was designing wallpapers and carpets and curtains and everything like that. But I just decided I really wanted to do fabrics for dresses. Yeah. Um, and so when I tried to sell my fabrics for dresses, no one would buy them. And so they suggested to me when I was at Royal College, instead of trying to sell the designs, why don't you go? I went to, to the wonderful designers in Carnaby Street, Fowl and Tuffin, and they decided to use my fabrics. And then I started to print for them. Then I printed for other people. And then I decided that I wanted to do fabrics that went on garments. And so it was really a self-taught experience. That's amazing. There. It's, so, it's, it's so, so great to have kind of known what you wanted to do and sort of be inspired by so many things, inspired by travel, inspired by textiles that you see. And then I guess you got to dress some of the greatest people. I mean, Princess Diana would be an obvious one to say, you know, you got to, to dress iconic women and Freddie, well, Freddie Mercury. I mean, how, what a joy for somebody like you to be able to design for him. I mean, that must have been incredible. It's quite wonderful coming across those experiences and then looking back over the years as it happened, you know. And is there an era that you... I mean, I know, you know, in, obviously in the 70s and everything, that was when you made a huge splash and that I guess was the punk era and the safety pins and the ripped dresses and things like that but is there an era that you loved I mean I look back on some of my I got married in the 80s and let me tell you I don't look back on that with much love with the the, the I had if I told you my I mean I wish it had been in pink but my wedding dress had more embellishments on embellishments crystals on bows on crystals and <laughs> leg of mutton sleeves and sweetheart necklines and bustles. Is there an era that you particularly love? I mean, it's funny with this, this lockdown, you know, 
we didn't know how it was going to go on. So I formed the Sandra Rhodes Foundation because I thought, well, if I'm 80, I might as well start getting all my pieces in place. (laughs) I decided that I was going to form the Sandra Rhodes Foundation and that in the end, my legacy was, apart from founding the Fashion and Textile Museum, I was going to donate my... Um, my the, the rainbow top of the apartment to be another museum gallery of my work. So, of course, I have to get all that together. So I'm going through all my old stuff, putting it together. Oh. It's so exciting. Heaven. Finding all these dresses, thinking, I've forgotten I designed that, you know, so that... But you've kept them all. Have you got them all? You've physically got one I've of everything. I've got them. I'm like this terrible old lady with all these boxes that we're going through and we're... We're sorting them out. Zandra, let me tell you, that just sounds like everybody's dream. I mean, oh, to have in lockdown, come to your house, isolated and gone through those boxes. I think I'd have been in. You go through and you think, ooh. And then the shows were put together on a shoestring. So you suddenly think, that neckline was never finished. (laughs) (laughs) It looked all right on the catwalk. Oh, I love, well, because of course, I guess catwalk pieces were just that, weren't they? They were the sort of the last minute dot com bits that everybody had to sort of put together. And the 60s were much more bohemian. You know, we were all new to all these experiences. We hadn't all developed into all the other things that we would do, you know, and, and everything. So. And I, I guess I've been quite impressed during this whole COVID thing of how, you know, I mean, obviously, it's been so sad to see many fashion businesses go under. But there was one, I think it was Mos- Moschino, was it, who did the, the pu- puppets for a fashion show instead of a real fashion show. Right, right. So people have been thinking out of the box. I think it's been very good for us. I think that the world had almost gone mad overdoing things. Yeah. And I think that we've got to come down to earth and we've got to do things on probably a less extravagant level. Yeah. And it will lead to new design. It won't be that you're just churning things out. I think that we hope that things will be treasured more. Yeah, and and, and people have the time. And I guess fashion change because as well, because leisure wear, I hate that word leisure wear, but I mean, People now, well, I don't know what else, you need to come up with a better description for it, but people want more fashion that's more easy to wear, that's going to be probably more practical, appreciating. I mean, I really appreciate having been at home and not out all the time. Not that I was always out. I mean, I'm such a boring workaholic, but, you know, we're at least, you know, I've been in, in, in my home place and suddenly putting things in order. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Well, I should think going through those boxes. And as I say, that must have been such a because you probably would never have actually had the time to do that in that way. I know. I know. This is what's so amazing about it. Because you do have a lot of your work in museums. So the stuff that you've now found, because I'm now obsessing about what's in your apartment, and what those treasures are, is are you going to do? I mean, to me, it seems that it's written all over it. I'm seeing another big exhibition of your work somewhere, maybe. I'm going through and we're sorting out key pieces that will then be donated to this particular museum, the Fashion Textile Museum. Then we'll hunt out key pieces and I'm working closely 
with Kerry Taylor, who's the world's top auctioneer in clothes, and trying to decide which museum should have things, and then some that would go for sale, and trying to sort the whole thing out, and trying to yeah. also work closely with a couple of colleges, like maybe the LCF with St. Martin's and with Medway College of Art, so that we're working on special courses and scholarships for the students as well, so that yeah. it would give them a different kind of incentive that they're not getting at the moment because yeah. of the fact that the poor things have, don't know where they are because of their courses. Yes, because my daughter just, she graduated, luckily, just before COVID happened from Parsons in New York. And, and I see with her and many other students so hard because they can't, they haven't been able to do the oh, internships or the, really, the, really the practical difficult. thing of going in. Exactly. And, and I hope that we're going to come out of this mess in some way or other. And Zandra, out of all the people that you've, and you've probably even asked this before, but out of all the people that you've designed for or, or had to put, you know, put together an outfit for, who was the person that you really went, oh my God, this is my dream person to dress, where you looked at them and you just thought, you are wearing that absolutely as I envisioned it? That's a very difficult question because you don't always know when you're actually dressing them that they might turn out to be the dream person because that's the, say, the picture that epitomizes the garment. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I yeah. mean, when Lauren Bacall came round to me in my funny little studio in Bayswater and trod on a pin, I just nearly died. <laughs> I'd like to have disappeared. Um, <laughs> under Did the that happen? Oh, my God. She was going, oh, oh, and I'm thinking, oh, I don't believe this. <laughs> Um, I know, and but and then some. Then you see pictures of people, and you think, oh, that really has made that garment happen. You know, yes. The time you do it, the one for Freddie, I made in 1974, and wow. I asked him to sort of go around the the room and see how he felt in it and everything like that. And then I went to the concert, and this was before they'd really. They were they were top of the of the pops, but yeah. they weren't like they became like icons. Yeah, and it's great that with the film and everything, it's that outfit that is the iconic one that they always remember. Yeah. I mean, it's wonderful. But at the time you do it, you you do your best, and you hope it's going to be. Remembered. Well, then I guess you're you're relying on that person bringing it to life in their way and adding their twist to your fashion. That's lovely. I like that way of putting it. Yes, colors. Well, obviously, colors being your your thing, but but you do, and you're right. It's that color does make you happy. I I was reading when you said you know wearing black makes me feel sad, and you're so. It made me really stop and think and look at my own wardrobe because you're so right. I think we've all become. I don't know. We're all a bit obsessed with wearing black. It's like you know, brown is the new black. Black is new, but but actually, wearing a piece of color does make one feel happier. I look at color all day here, which is nice. You know, I've got a blue wall and a yellow wall in front of it, an orange and pink chairs, you know, yeah. and sort of, I take it for granted, but I do like colour. It does. Yeah. I think it is cheerful. 
you've been a very brave designer because even when it's very in vogue to not have color, you've just maintained the color. And that's, I think, super important because you haven't, you haven't really bowed to a trend. You've kept your own status. Being a designer, you're either a designer that's real spot on knowing trends, and that's a brilliant job in itself. Yeah. Or I've always stood out like a sore thumb. And once when I was really hard up for money, I went to try and sell some designs to Sanderson's and the I mean, guy bought what a design and, and I said, oh, I've really tried to do a commercial line to, because I need to sell designs. And he said, well, I'll hand it to you. He said, you're either going to fall flat on your face or you'll make it really big, <laughs> you know, because I was no good. I'd go and I'd lay out all these designs, but no one bought them. You know, I had to make my market. Yeah. I love that, though, because I think that's, I mean, yeah, I think that's just so great. I think your story is just so, so wonderful. And as I say, you got your, you know, you were made a dame in 1997. And I don't know now really what else you could achieve in terms of, you know, and now you've got the IKEA range. What would be your ultimate, if you've got another goal or do you just keep going and seeing what comes around the corner? I think it's that. I think I never know where I'm going. I see what comes around the corner. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I'm lucky. I've got fabulous friends that like Andrew Logan, who does the jewelry that I wear and is also a sculptor, Dougie Field, the painter. So we talk about our work all the time and we just keep doing it yeah. and decide whether it's going to become a face mask or what it's going to be. What would be your advice for, you know, as I say, many students who are sort of just starting out in this world and, and you know, the fashion world is a difficult one to break into. And I guess now with, you know, COVID sort of set everything back, companies haven't got, what would be your advice to, to, to young kids who are now kind of going, oh, I've just, you know, graduated or I'm just about to go to college. What would you, you know, say to them as, as words of wisdom? Whatever you do, don't give up. Try yeah. and mix with friends that are also keen on, on everything so that you've at least got the enthusiasm going because you don't know where it's going to go to. No. I mean, I left college thinking I was going to be a t would teach two days a week and that would keep me and then I would design and sell my work. Well... I couldn't sell my work and I hated teaching. <laughs> so there wasn't any choice. Yeah. And then I started and I was printing my own fabric and putting it on the, I met these mad Ukrainian models who said, oh, you'll make it big if you come to America. And why in my right mind did I think, well, I'll do that. And I did and it happened. But sometimes yeah. I think you've just got to, do something mad, follow along, and something will happen. The main thing is don't sit back. I think yeah. whatever you do, keep working, keep doing things. And in the end, it's got to happen simply because you're doing it. You yes. don't know if you're going to end up what it's going to be. You might end up only doing tablecloths or entertaining or a parties. But if you do it, it will make a path whereby your your career will start to happen.
Well, I think a lot of people, I mean, I include my daughter in this in a funny way, COVID, because she, she's, you know, a fashion designer and she, you know, graduated from Parsons in the middle of lockdown when she was with me. I, I collected vintage Hermes and Pucci towels. And I did, I say did in the past tense, because you can imagine what happened to them. And I, and we were on a rainy day in the middle of lockdown. And she said, do you mind if I just cut up one of your towels? And I was like, no, I mean, of course. No, no, absolutely. And she was like, you can sew, right, mum? Well, I did O-level sewing badly, let me tell you. And my, the thing that I made was a red satin circular skirt, like Olivia Newton-John's one in, um, oh, in uh, Greece. In I Greece. And I made it really badly. And I said, yes. And she cut up the towel and, and she started making these toweling vintage masks. They've been going really well. So they've been going really well. And it inspired her. Mm-hmm to set up her own company. And so I was interested to see what you said, because obviously as a mum, you're sort of, I keep saying to just keep going. You don't know what way it'll go. You didn't want to make masks. Nobody, nobody in the fashion industry wanted to suddenly start making masks, but like, it's a way in, it's a way to, to sort of creep in. You never know you're doing something and suddenly something will happen and it will guide you. You I don't know what it is about it. I mean, like a man that invented cat size in the road or whatever. Yes. No, I think it's such good advice. And I mean, I'm sure if I said to you 10 years ago, you know, you might do a range of furniture for Ikea, you'd probably have gone, oh, I don't, I mean, really? I don't know about that. And then suddenly here you are um, doing exactly. it. You do not know what is around the corner. I think the main thing is don't sit around, don't hide yourself under a, a stone yeah. Make sure that you're trying to go forward, whether you're looking at what other people are doing. The amazing expansion that we've got that we talk to each other on computers like this. I know. The Zooming and things. Yes. This is all happening and this is all new business that no one thought about. Yeah. And that's happened so that a new person is going to go in it and conceive it. No, I think you're so right. I think that, and I, I love that. And I love your mother's mantra, I think is just, is just brilliant, basically. And I know I'm going to know the answer to these questions, but I want to ask you anyway, which is what gives you life, Sandra? My friends. Yeah. I think, I mean, to me, I'm not a person, I can, I can be in a whole crowded room and work but I still love having my friends around and yeah. my friends are what keep me going. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and inspire me. And, and you'll have a friend that you phone up and you say, sorry, can't talk to you. I'm working at the moment. And that's the very thing you need. You think, well, if he's working, why aren't I, you know, <laughs> and it's not always going to be something that's going to bring you the money. I think you have to have the incentive that you want to do it for some reason. You don't always yeah. know what it's going to be. What feeds your soul? I suppose it's my friends and then things that they might, we might talk to each other about, like making sure that I go for a walk and see, see something. You know, this morning yeah. was sunrise off of Tower Bridge, which is wonderful. Oh, and my plants. I love my terrace and all my plants. Plants do feed your soul. That's scientifically proven that they feed your soul, plants. (laughs) You have to take care of them and and talk to them. This weekend I had to put mesh over my 
peony tube is because I'm on the top floor. That's the fourth floor. How does a squirrel get up and dig up my <laughs> and dig up? I tell you, they're resourceful, those squirrels. They can get, they, they know you've got nice plants. They're like, it's worth going to the fourth floor at Zandra's house. They're up there. I'm going up there. <laughs> <laughs> your daily mantra. I know you've got the, the quote that, that you said your dear mom gave you, but do you have a, is there a sort of thing that runs through your head every day where you're like, yep, Zandra, do this, do that. Do you have any kind of mantra? Always be fully made up. I love that. You won't catch me without my makeup. <laughs> now, you've been quoted about that. You're like painted on, always have it. So is that that you're just never without it? No. Never, never without makeup. Never no. without it. I mean, towards the end of the day, I might not reinforce it always. So it get a bit <laughs> thin at the edges, but I'm always with makeup. You and Joan Collins, are, 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 I think, are two people that, that swear by that. She once told me to, I was doing a radio show and I interviewed her. I'd known her since I was a little girl and she took me to one side and she said, darling, I just want to have a quick word with you. And I said, what, what, Joan? And she said, always make the effort. And it really hung with me. She said, always get up and put makeup on. And I think that's... So that is true because it's how you present yourself to the world. Yeah. You no, know, you always look all right when they're there because I feel Larry Hagman was a great friend of mine. Oh, from Dallas? Yes, he was a great friend. And we went round Petticoat Lane Market together and people come up and say, oh, can I have your autograph? Can I have your autograph? And he go, it's Sunday and I'm just shaking hands. They could do a quick photograph with him. But he always gave people that bit of time. You know, I always thought yeah. Jackie Kennedy was so terrible when she was always like hiding because you can't hide from them. If I go and no. put the dustbin out, that's why I'd much rather have my makeup on. <laughs> so that I don't suddenly find there are people on the opposite side of the road taking a picture of me putting the dustbin out. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that. I think that also comes though, because you, you've lived through those eras where where glamour matters, but you're so right because it is a, it does make you feel better. It is something that makes one feel better. And I think in, feel better. yeah, and I think actually post this whole COVID thing is that people's confidence and their, just their whole demeanor, people have had anxiety, they've had so many more things. So I think it is good advice to sort of make the effort and, and make yourself feel better by, by painting a bit of a picture. Paint a picture of how you're going to appear, even if it's on a TV screen. Yeah, even if it's on a Zoom call. Well, I, I'm, I'm mortified now. I should have put on my lipstick and I didn't. I'll be very honest and say I didn't make as much effort as Zandra Rhodes, who looks gorgeous in front of me, a vision in pink. And as I say, I'm so thrilled to um, have interviewed you. My mother has various pieces of your clothing that I literally lust after, that she's never going to give me any time soon. She goes, well, no, I got this from Zandra many years ago. I'm like, I am itching to get my hands on them one day I'm like do you really want to have that still you sure I wouldn't I couldn't she's like no they're not giving that away but I I cannot wait for your Ikea collection I can't wait to see what you do next I think you're hugely inspiring as well to people listening I'm very lucky that things pop up and people ask me to do things we've got about five different things that are all in the pipeline but I'm not allowed to talk about them because they're not launched yet 
No, but you've got five things in, you've got five more things in the pipeline. That's a heck of a lot of things to get through in 2021. You're not, you're not going to be sitting down anytime soon. No, no, no. I get bored. I get bored. The only thing is at my age, I'm always in old plimsolls and not in glamorous high heels. I, I think plimsolls, I, I'm here to tell you after COVID, that's the way forward. I don't think a kitten heel is going to make an appearance anytime soon for anybody, Sandra. I think I think you're good to go in the plimsoll. Oh, it's good. very trendy. You're very <laughs> on point with that. <laughs> I can see a plimsoll collaboration. That's what you should be doing. That should be in the pipeline. We could use some pink plimsolls somewhere. Thank you so much for chatting to me oh, today. I, fun. I so appreciate it. And you're, you're so lovely to chat to. So keep going. And I can't wait to um, see Thank what's next. Okay, darling. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And also, if you've enjoyed this episode, do leave a five-star review and you can find out more by going to buyemma.co.